long as I'm not expected to cause any dramas, I would give it a whirl. But I do have very um, unorthodox tastes. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Mr. A+. Today's guest is someone I became friends with some time ago through Instagram, which I will explain later. This gentleman was on two dating shows titled The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. In addition, he works as a sales executive in a family-owned business known as Garlo's Pies, based in Sydney. Now, without further ado, let's welcome... Jackson Garlic. Thank you very much, Michael. It is uh, a privilege to be here. I know that um, we became friends, I think it was over the COVID pandemic, wasn't it, for Instagram? I think yes. it was that long ago, maybe a couple of years it was, back, one year back. It was actually um, early last year. There you go. Okay. Well, it still felt like COVID last year, didn't it? But yeah. um, it's been a pleasure knowing you ever since. It has. But just, just a gentle reminder, my podcast has a strict no COVID talk policy. Fantastic. That's the last you'll hear of it from me. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. Um. How are things on your end? Fantastic, mate. It's funny. I, I, every time um, I hear that I've been on two reality dating shows, I kind of have a chuckle to myself because obviously I wasn't that good on the first one. That had to go on a second one. So I, um, uh, it's been good since then. Uh, that's a few years back now. I went on The Bachelorette in 2018 mm. and then uh, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, I think, a year later in 2019. So oh. it's been a while since I've been on TV and I think I'm enjoying a bit more of the quiet life. Nice. Yeah. How, when was your, when was your uh, uh, Love on the Spectrum filmed? How long ago was that now? Um, the first season was filmed in 2019. Yes. And then the second season was filmed a year later. Okay. So you had a bit of a, a, a bit of a break and then you were able to go back in with a bit more experience the second time around. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to see. Do you consider yourself to be a television personality? Not really. Not really. It's, to, to be a television personality, I think you've got to be in TV a lot. You know, and to constantly on TV, I think if you were to ask me how I'm recognised, I could say that I was a television personality a few years ago. But I think to this day, I think I've just been happy to go back into the private sector and just work in my family business. But um, sometimes people recognise me in the street and they ask, where do I know you from? And I, I say, only if you watch reality TV, you might know me. And that's how we kind of connect. Oh yes. <laughs> do you get the same, or do you? Yep, yes, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but your but your show, uh, Love and Shrek, and that was previewed worldwide, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So you've got some international audiences that you might be unaware of. Yeah, I probably do. I recently saw your post about Ellen, which was huge. To go on Ellen, that is a that's a kind of a wish list for many wow. famous people. Well, that happened like a year ago. And she gave you a suit. Was that right? Yes. Wow, that's that's outstanding. A Paul Smith suit. There you go. And you still wear it to this day? Yep. How good. Definitely. Very good. But I did not expect it. No, 100%. That's a great surprise. Yes. Do you remember when we first got in touch with each other? Yes, of course. Do you remember? Yes, I do. Yeah. I reached out to you, remember? Yep. That's right. Because I was I was at home and um, I think I was watching Love on the Spectrum with my family and we took an instant liking to you because you had a way of, of speaking your thoughts in such a matter-of-fact way that was you know, quite uh, appealing to people, you know, the way that you, you see the world and the way that you speak about the world is quite um, endearing to people. And I thought, you know, if only you live close to me. And then I found out you live in Wollongong. And that's when I reached out and I said, mate, if there's any chance that you want to meet up, you want to come for a tour of our pie factory, then please let me know. I still get to take you up on that offer. That's right. You're a busy man. I've got to wait till you're free and then we can line up our schedules. But didn't you say that I could bring my family as well? 100%. You can bring as many people as you want. Well, here's the thing. My f- my family is usually busy because they they work full time. Yeah, sure. Every day. Yeah. 
Well, you can you can let me know. Like for us, our pie factory, uh, our bakery starts as early as four a.m. in the morning, and we work all the way till about four p.m. in the afternoon. Wow! So they're bakers' hours. So that's what you know. Traditional bakers in pie shops, they start really early in the morning, so they can have pies ready for the day trade. And wow. we've just kept that tradition even to this day. But how can they tolerate getting up at such an early hour? Well, I guess if you wake up early, you get to finish work early. So a lot of bakers, they enjoy, you know, waking up at 3 a.m., but then they're finished by, you know, 1 p.m. So they might have time to go to the beach or play football or whatever they do in the afternoons. Wow. Mm. That's definitely quite an unusual way of life. 100%. Have you been successful in finding love since The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise? I have. I have. I'm really lucky and uh, privileged to say that I have. So I've now had a girlfriend for two years, which has been great. Wow. Um, and I think partially that's because of the show. You know, you get with, with The Bachelorette, you know, if you don't find love, then you're single. And with Bachelor in Paradise, if you don't find love, you're single. But one thing it does do, it gives you a launching pad to meet new people and develop new relationships. And I was lucky, you know, in the months and potentially, I think it was, might've been a year I was single after the show, but I met my uh, now girlfriend, Lindsay. So I'm lucky that um, we're still together. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Even though I've made new friendships since since Love on the Spectrum, I have not been able to find a missus. How have you felt the, uh, the infamy, I guess, has been in terms of people coming up and just wanting a photo compared to you making valuable relationships since the show? It's not quite the same, but I don't mind taking the photos with people because it puts a smile on their face, makes their day, and the world needs more of that. 100%, I completely agree. So so you feel like you haven't had as many opportunities to, to meet women uh, no, post-show? Have you, been, not. have you been on many dates? For the past few years, I've had a, a dating history, but no experience in relationships. How do you feel? Because I know when I went on The Bachelorette, I... Uh, I learned a lot about myself because there was a lot of opportunities where you were put under pressure, you were put on the spotlight, uh, you were put on the spot, and you have to respond, you know, under pressure in front of an audience. Uh, you have to make commu- make conversation when there was a hundred people looking at you or cameras on you. How did you feel? Like, did that prepare? You know, did Love on the Spectrum prepare you better for life, not in front of a camera? Well, it kind of helped me become more confident, self confident, actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I think people say that reality TV shows are fake, but one thing it does do, it teaches you a lot about yourself in a very short period. Yep. And it does give you learnings that, you know, even if you don't learn them immediately on the show, you can take that and grow from it in the future. Yeah, Mm. of course. Love on the Spectrum has been one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. Beautiful. That's great to hear. Because some people do have horror stories about going on reality TV. You know that uh, Bachelor in Paradise and and, uh, The Bachelorette, they sometimes make villains out of shows and i think a real pure and um honest show is love on the spectrum you know everyone no there's no there's no people being made to look like villains or no nope. uh, no enemies being made out of the show and i think that's a real good premise of the show and so those those qualities um on reality shows like bachelor in paradise and the bachelorette and the bachelor that's kind of turned me off from joining from shows what, like that. from joining them from going on them yeah yeah i think i think there is an argument for that is that you know these shows are supposed to be centered around love and people finding relationships. But in the same respect, they're on TV, so they need to be watchable. And I think Australian audiences at the moment, they do like drama, you know, and that's why the biggest rating shows at the moment have the most drama. You know, look at Married at First Sight. There's a lot of drama and it's one of the biggest shows on TV. And there's not a big success rate of the couples that come out of Married at First Sight. Even though there are some, there are some great, great examples of couples finding love. 
I don't think there's the high odds. But why do Australians love drama so much? If I was looking at it personally, I think people rather like watching drama because it doesn't relate to them. You know, they like being a third party to drama because it takes their perception of issues they're having in their own life and they might be more invested in other couples or other relationships rather than their own. So it's a great distraction from the day to day. I think if that's, if that's how I was to look at it, while people love drama so much, you know, being as close to the action as possible, like being a fly on the wall to watch this drama unfold, but then not suffering any consequences of any relationship fallout or breakdowns of their own. I've also noticed that with, with Australia, they don't seem to love comedy that much. Yeah, I think comedy is very um, niche. You know, a lot of people have different um, senses of humour. So I think for it to work, you've got to appeal to a mass demographic. What do you think about comedy? What's your kind of favourite comedy genre? Mostly um, deadpan comedy. Deadpan, yeah. Because there is deadpan and then there's dark humour, you know, and there's a lot of different types of comedy. So I think to really nail it for Australian audiences, it's quite difficult. Wow. Mm. What are your thoughts or experiences on dating relationships? You might be aware. I don't know whether or not. Are you on any dating apps at the moment? Not at the moment, No. no. I think dating has really changed in the last decade. Ten years ago, you used to have to rely on meeting up with people or just texting to, or meeting people in real life to find someone that you're interested in as a dating partner. But now with dating apps, there are so many options. With a quick flick, you can either determine if you like someone or you don't like someone. So I think these days it's become quite superficial in the first instance. So... Um, it's quite hard to develop a relationship or develop a, um, a connection with someone from first contact these days. So I'm really lucky. I've got a, I'm, a, I'm a happier in a relationship, but I think it's it's people find it quite hard to be satisfied with finding the right partner because there are so many options available to them. Yeah, I can understand that. What are your thoughts on dating apps? Would you ever join one? At the moment, I'm not really too keen. I've only been on eHarmony and Bumble. Yes. You like Bumble? I've been on Bumble before. I was only on there for a brief time, but that didn't even help much either. Didn't You didn't have much success or you didn't get no. you didn't make, make many matches? Nah, not really. Right. eHarmony, I think had one date hmm. with one person. Did you enjoy it? I did, yes, yes. but we didn't um, pursue anything afterwards. That's fair enough. And you can only give it a try. There's no point forcing a relationship if you don't think it's there in the first place. But I don't even know if I should even do online dating again. I guess it's a matter of personal preference, you know. I guess uh, some people prefer the old-fashioned way. And I, I know you're a bit of an old-fashioned man. Yep, so I know? prefer the old-fashioned way. 100%. And it's, you know, and the best thing about you, Michael, is you're very networked now. You know, you're doing a podcast. You're very active on social media. So there's a lot of opportunities to meet people organically. You yeah. don't have to rely on an app, you know, to find someone. I suppose. Mm. But a lot of a lot of pe- people are all based overseas. Oh, really? A lot of people that you're working with? Well, not working with um fans. That oh. um, that a lot, a lot of them are based overseas. Where would you say your biggest fan base is? What country at the moment? Probably the US. The US? That's great because the US is a big country. They don't really know much about Australia. Americans are they? They know a little bit about Australia, but they don't know a lot. So to have a lot of American fans, it's quite impressive. It is, yes. Mm. I was quite surprised. I was quite surprised that I had. That many fans over in the US. Yeah, that's great. I'll bet all over the country too, right? Because it's a big country. Mm-hmm. What do they got about? Uh, we got about 27 million in our country and they got 350 million. I think so because they have the third highest population in the world. There you go. Well, that's behind China and India, I guess. Yep, that's there right. Go. There you go. 
can you tell us about your family's business, Galo's Pies? For sure. So uh, Galo's was started uh, as a small pie shop. My father started it with his brother, and they got the money from their father, Terry, who's my grandfather. My dad had finished just playing football for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, mm. and they opened up this small pie shop, and um, they launched it with a pie competition. So the competition was, all these footballers, how many pies you could eat across three hours. And there was there was one guy, his name was Mark Geyer. He ate uh, 13 pies across about three hours, and he drank 11 Crown Lager beers in wow. a single sitting. <laughs> and, and, and he won, and it was uh, played on the football show, the NRL footy show. And since that day, the, the pie shop had a great, great amount of success. We opened up 13 more pie shops around Sydney over the next five years. Wow. And then we started supplying to Coles and Woolworths um, and then turned into more of a manufacturer. So we went from, you know, little stores into a, a big bakery. Wow. And now we supply to Coles and Woolworths and IGA and Costco. And now we uh, export overseas to Japan and Hong Kong. Wow. Yeah. That's quite impressive. Yeah. And I'm really lucky, you know, it's a family business. So I work there with uh, my dad, my mum, my uncle, my auntie, uh, my two younger brothers uh, and my pop. So there's a lot of us there. Wow. Yeah, which is which is quite nice. Stressful at times, but it's quite nice. Yes, I can certainly tell. <laughs> um, what do you enjoy the most about this? I think I just touched on it. You know, I think working with your family is great. You know, we get to, you know, live with each other or live together or live near each other and, and then go to work together. And I think the best part about that is trusting people that you go to work with um, and having, you know, connections with people you go to work with and, you know, sharing the successes with your family that you're at work with and also, you know, riding the defeats. So that's really fun. And for me, you know, some families are, are at each other's throats at the time, but we're quite a harmonious family and I really like that. That's good. Hmm. At least you're not argumentative with one another. <laughs> we do have arguments from time to time, but at least it's not. It doesn't uh, roll over from day to day. At least it doesn't interfere with the business. How do you How do you go with your family? Do you feel like you're, you're pretty harmonious, or do you have sometimes little arguments? And well, we have our, our, our little arguments here and there. I think maturity in a family shows that you can have an argument, but that you can move on from it relatively quickly. Yeah, of course. If you hold on to it too long, then sometimes it can fester and. And then it turns into a bigger issue than it initially was. Do you have any unusual flavoured pies? We do. We've had some over the, over the years. So recently, you might be aware that there's a big push for vegan pies. So we've done a vegan pie recently. So it's completely free of meat and dairy. But we've also done some other flavours like we've done. Are you a fan of seafood? Yep, definitely. What about crab? You like crab? Yes. We've done an Alaskan king crab pie. Ooh. Yeah. And we've also done a duck and hoisin sauce pie. Wow. What else have we done? We did a uh, chili con carne and cheese pie. Yeah, so we always try and do new flavours because in Australia, everyone knows about the beef pie. You know, it's popular everywhere. You get it at canteens and convenience stores and service stations, but people sometimes want to be wowed with new flavours. So yeah. we're really lucky. We like to experiment and bring in new flavours of different cultures and experiment them with pies and see how people like them. That's good. Yeah. I certainly go for a lot of unorthodox Flavors. You do? Oh, you like some different flavors. Well, you, yeah. well, you'd be glad the ones I brought you today. So, you know, we've got the mm. butter chicken, which is obviously an Indian-inspired uh, recipe. Yeah. Butter chicken pie. And then we've all got a pork and fennel sausage roll. And I think, what else have you got in front of you there? You've got a spinach and feta roll too. So, wow. <laughs> so I've brought a few for you just so you can have a bit of a selection. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. No worries. And um, what's the weirdest pie that you've ever had? <sighs> I tell you what, I recently went up the coast. I, went, I drove up to see my mate, and there's uh, there's game pies. So there's a crocodile pie up up north, oh. 
And there's also, um, what other pies? I've tried a buffalo pie, uh, crocodile. There's a kangaroo pie. So they're, cra- they're, they're quite um, interesting meats. Mm. Have you tried any of them before? Yes, I have. But um, quite some years ago, I decided to no longer have anything that contains kangaroo meat. Oh, yes? What was the reason for that? It's because kang- the kangaroo is one of the two national animals of Australia. By not eating that the flesh from that animal, that means I'm showing some respect. 100%. And is the other one the emu? Is that Yes. The- there you go. You know, uh, I believe kangaroos in Australia are a pest. Did you know that? Kangaroos? Kangaroos, yeah. How is that possible? Well, I think they're very hard to control across farmland. So they try and control them by killing them, unfortunately. (sighs) Yeah, because I think they eat a lot of the the natural plants and and, and stuff in the area and they destroy crops, I think. So I believe that, yeah, I believe they're a bit of a pest in some regions. (sighs) I've never really eaten kangaroo. Apparently, you you might have tasted it. Can you tell what the difference is between beef? Nope. It's a bit drier, but I, I believe it's got a higher protein. Oh. Content, yeah, so it's good for your muscles. Kangaroo. Wow. <laughs> but I do love crocodile meat. You like crocodile? And do you think crocodile tastes a bit like chicken? A little. A little bit? It's a bit, it, I feel like it's a bit saltier, don't you reckon, than yeah. chicken? Well, obviously, if you get a saltwater crocodile, that's its habitat. But yeah, yeah. I, when I tasted a crocodile pie, I felt like it was a little bit saltier than just your standard chicken. In mm. fact, crocodiles and alligators are the last dinosaurs left on Earth. Oh, there you go. That's a fun fact I didn't know. And hang on a second. Did you say buffalo pie? Buffalo pie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about buffaloes from Africa? Yeah, buffalo. I think there's also quite commonly in the US, buffalo as well. That's called the Cape Buffalo. Cape Buffalo, is it? There you go. Yeah, and they're considered very dangerous animals. Wow. Well, there's companies in Australia that specialise in certain types of meats. So they call them game meats. So they're not they're not conventional meats that you find in the supermarket, like yeah. chicken, beef, pork, lamb. But yeah. they're, they're meat that you can catch and kill in the wild and then serve. When we were supplying to the Middle East, they asked us for a goat, oh, sorry, camel pie. Camel? camel? Yeah, camel pie. Did you know that camels are quite popular in Australia? As food? They're roaming wild. We've got a lot of wild camels in Australia. Wow. I thought camels are more in Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. That's what I thought too, but apparently we've got a lot in Australia. Um, In the outback. <laughs> in the outback, that's right. Yeah, not in Sydney, but in the outback. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> that's what I don't like about um about farmland. They take up so so much room for animals' habitats. Yeah, correct. You're right. Mm. And look at the Amazon rainforest. A lot of that's been been cleared away for farmland. It's very disheartening. It is. Hey, do you feel like you're uh, a bit of an eco warrior? I've never really put much thought into it, but I definitely support um, recycling and mm-hmm. keeping trash out of animals' habitats. Yes, and also do what we can to save energy and not cause air pollution as well. And yeah, keep. Trash out of um, rivers and streams and lakes and ponds and also the ocean as well. Yep, I agree. Being someone with Southern European heritage and growing up in a household where where your mother makes excellent food, I've always had a preference for European foods. Mm. Can you tell me? I remember on uh, Love on the Spectrum, you called yourself was it a what was it, something a file about loving the UK? Was it Anglophile? Anglophile was that because it, and and the um, definition of Anglophile is. Of someone that loves British culture, especially English culture. Well, do you know in the UK, in England, they eat pies cold? Really? <laughs> yeah, they do. Why is that? I have no idea. It's part of their culture. They eat them cold. Okay. <laughs> I know. I don't know what it is about the culture, but it just seems like a very um, sophisticated um, culture. I agree. They've got a tremendous amount of history, don't they, over there? They certainly do, mm. yes. I'm not just an, an Anglophile. I'm also a Germanophile. Yeah, I love a Germany. That's great. 
Yeah. That's really good. I guess I've never, I've got some German friends, but I've never been over there. Have you ever had a chance to go there? Yes. I, yes? I've been to Berlin twice. Oh, how good. I really miss that country. I wish I could go back again. It snows over there, apparently. Well, I'll tell you what, it's better suit weather over there, isn't it? Better weather for suits, because in Australia, like today, you wouldn't want to wear a suit, would you? You'd be sweating. Well, in lots. summer. Yeah, that's right. It's not really comfortable in a suit in Australian summer, is it? No. I see you've got a, quite a selection of suits. Yeah, I only yeah. have four suits, actually. Still, I think it's three more than me. My fourth suit, which is my most recent one, I only got that because my brother got married last week. Oh, fantastic. So you went to the wedding? Of course I did. Beautiful. How good's that? I was the best man. Oh, congratulations. I Thank thought it was you. a good day. It was definitely a great day. And apparently my speech was the best one. Oh, I can imagine. I was receiving compliments about it the whole night. Were you nervous? Slightly at first. <laughs> I'd be nervous. But even so, I can't wait till I find a woman. Yeah. Do you feel like you're being, you feel like there's a rush for you to, for you to find a, a partner or? Somewhat. Yeah. I guess the best part about it is if, as if you take it as it comes, then, you know, you might come across someone that you're really compatible with. Exactly. Mm. So what do you do when you're not selling, selling pies or being on television? Well, I'm, I still play football, so I still play rugby league. So I'm getting a bit old now. I'm 28 and um, I, I play uh, part-time rugby league for a team called the Glebe Dirty Reds. So we're based out of Glebe there near the city. Um, and that takes up a lot of my time. So we train two to three times a week uh, in the off-season. And then uh, during during the year, we, we train two times and we play on the weekend. But I like to try and keep fit. You know, I go to the gym a lot. Do you go? Do you train? Do you do no. any gym work? No? Don't really go to the gym because I'm not really – It's not. I'm not passionate about it. And plus, I'm not motivated enough to do it. Yeah. And, and it's all about momentum, you know, going to the gym. If you see some progress, then you're more than likely go back. But I, I really just go because I like to keep fit because on the football field, if you're not fit, then – then you kind of really struggle. Do you happen to have any big plans or dreams for the future? Yeah, I guess, you know, you've always talked about wanting to be an actor and I've, I've yeah. always wanted to talk about health and fitness. I think it's, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't really sure about health and fitness that would just like to know the basics and, I, and I'd like to develop a way to communicate that to people. Um, obviously, you know, my, uh, my family business pie company comes first. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where I'm employed full time. That's how I make you know, my money, mm-hmm. but, um, my, yeah, a, a passion of mine has been to try and educate people on how to, if, if you've never trained before, or if you've, you don't know how to diet, how to, how to start doing that or how to, you know, if you want to get, look a little better or get a little bit fitter, then teach people how to do that. Cool. How about yourself? What are your, what are your short term goals? I'm doing acting classes at the moment. Fantastic. Where are they being done at? Screen wise. Oh, lovely. And, um, I still like to find a girlfriend. Yes. And, buy a place in the near future but at the moment it just um it just seems a little bleak at the moment and, and with your acting classes what what kind of genre of of acting would you like to go into what would it be the small screen or the big screen both actually both? yes as long as it's not horror or suspense or slasher or thriller right okay so anything other than the kind of the scary ones yeah so even uh romance would you do like a drama like uh yeah home course. and away and and yeah, of course. Yeah, those, those classic Australian ones. Yeah, of course. I would gladly do it. W- was there any ambition f- of you to go over to the America? Well, at some point, um, if I was offered a role or something, yeah. But I don't know if I could ever move there. It would be tough. Where would you, if you had to move to America, where would you move to? Um, probably LA. Yeah, that's I, I. Well, I've been to LA many times, and it's for me, it's like the closest city that resembles Sydney. But 
Is it safe enough? Yeah, depending on where you live. LA is a big, you know, Los Angeles is a big city. So, you know, if you live in, in a nice part, then, uh, you know, it's, it's relatively safe. We <laughs> actually had a pie shop in Los Angeles many years ago. Wow. In 2014, we had a pie shop in a suburb called Westwood in, in uh, Los Angeles, which was like only two suburbs away from Beverly Hills. Oh. Yeah. Um, what's new on your horizon? What's new? I guess with social media, you, you probably um, understand is it opens you up to a few opportunities, which is good. The best part about you know going on Bachelor in Paradise and, and Bachelorette was that I met so many people and so many friends, and I've got now friends all over Australia, which is fantastic. So wow. I'm glad that we're allowed to travel overseas now, and 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 planning some holidays is kind of. Um, my next step. I've recently just renovated my unit, wow. so I'm, I want to move into my unit, which is good. It's taken a long time. Um, I've been trying to do a lot myself, which takes a long time. You know, I've been doing as much as I can to keep the cost down. So yeah. I'm still living with my mum and dad at the moment. I've been living there for the past 10 months, and I'm going to be hopefully moving out in the short future. I've been, li- I've been living with my parents f- f- since birth. How do you find that? I sometimes feel a little bit embarrassed. Why do you feel embarrassed so much? Due to my age. But there's a lot of people that still live at I'm home. Al- I'm also 28. That's fine. That's exactly my age. I'm still living at home. I did move out for a little bit, but um, I don't think there's any shame in living at home with your parents. I think it's great for saving costs. Yeah. So you can you can, you can can afford a house much quicker. You've got a lot more money for travel and holidays and any expenses that you have. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily feel shame for living with your mum and dad. Plus, you got all the benefits. I bet you get dinner cooked every night, and yep. yeah, you get to rely on. That's right. Yeah, that's all right. And I think I think there's no shame with living with your mum and dad, even up until you're 40. Honestly, I know some people that have moved back in with their parents in their 30s because they're renovating, or because they've had a breakup, or because they've moved home from overseas. So there is no shame. Yeah, but I kind of would like to have my own place at some point. Yeah, it's always good to have your own space, and I think if you can work towards that, that'd be fantastic. I like to be the man of a house myself. Would you Would you live by yourself, in, in, in or would you look for a roommate? I wouldn't look for a roommate. I'd look for a woman I'm in a relationship with. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And move out with your girlfriend? Yeah. That's a good idea. And um, what are these, by the way? Okay, so in front of you, right in front of you, you've got a butter chicken pie, and then immediately to the left of that, it's a spinach and feta roll, and then at the back, it's a pork and fennel sausage roll. Hmm. So, yeah, you, you're more than welcome to have some whenever you want and let me know what Thanks. the taste is. Hopefully it's still warm. How is it? It's lukewarm at the moment. <laughs> it won't kill you. It's fine. That pork and fennel roll, is, you're not allergic to anything, are you? No. Okay, that's good. It's got. I think it's got some um, almond nuts in there. Almond nuts? Yeah. I hate nuts. <laughs> Sorry, I should have told you. Don't eat any more of that one. You might not have got much. There's only a little bit. There's no nuts in the butter chicken pie. How's that taste? Excellent. Yeah. And do you like vegetarian products? You like eating vegetarian? Yep. Yeah. The, the spinach and feta roll there is not bad. That's a good. That's a good product that we we serve as a vegetarian option. I can see that you're not you're not putting down that butter chicken pie, huh? That's a nice tasting pie, yeah. It definitely is. <laughs> that's our newest. That's our limited edition. That's only out for a short time in Coles and Woolworths at the moment. Oh, yeah. So it's like you got to you got to get in while it lasts. That's the um, spinach and feta roll. Yeah. Um. <laughs> not a fan of the last one. Not really. <laughs> you don't have to eat it all. Don't worry about the rest. But I appreciate it, though. <laughs> no worries at all. Thanks for trying. That's good. I'm glad you tried them because I know we've been talking about it for a long time, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still yet to visit your your um company. That's right. We'll make some time for you when you've got when you've got a moment. Yep. As long as you come during the week and when the when they're baking, then you can see the whole factory in operation. Yep. Going to make it work. Beautiful.
I believe that onto our Ask Mr. A Plus segment. Beautiful. Love that. I, I was very intrigued uh, with your time on Love on the Spectrum. And I wanted to know whether or not you still stay friends with, with, all the, with all the ladies that you met on Love on the Spectrum and whether or not you still keep in touch with each other. I'm not really in touch with anyone from the show except for Rosie. Yes. And, and how did you find that on the show when you had um, cameras, you know, in your face? Was was there ever, ever times where you were able to um, have off camera with, with those that you're on the date with? Um, was everything shown? Most stuff was shown. Yes. But we managed to um, talk a little bit off camera. So it wasn't cameras in your face the whole time. Would you would you go on any other dating shows that wouldn't be Love on the Spectrum in Australia? I would, but it depends on if it's if they're not wanting just drama for ratings. Yeah, okay. And what about what is there any current shows at the moment that you would see yourself on in Australia that was a, a dating show that you'd go on? I'm not too sure. What about if The Bachelor asked you to be The Bachelor and then they had 20 women apply to go on the show? Would you do that? Yes, I think I would. Well, that's a call out to The Bachelor. I think there would be a lot of people that would watch that. Really? Oh, 100%. I agree. I reckon if anyone's listening from The Bachelor or Warner Brothers, um, I might need to put some feelers out because I think you'd be an outstanding Bachelor. Really? And Yeah, 100%. 100% because I've, I love watching you on Love on the Spectrum and I think a lot of people would love watching you as the leading man or leading suitor on... Uh, the Bachelor. But because my nickname is also Mr. A+, Plus, um, yes. wouldn't people try to take advantage of that? What What do you reckon? What do you mean they'd take advantage? Um, put pressure on me to choose someone or force someone out. Well, the whole premise of the show is for you to, you know, um, get to know 20 ladies and work your way down into yeah. the person that, you know, you, you see a real future with. So I think that's a great opportunity for you to meet 20 beautiful women yeah. vying for your attention. And potentially walk away with a girlfriend at the end of it. Yeah, that would be lovely. Okay. But I think that would be an excellent opportunity. As long as I'm not expected to cause any dramas, I would give it a whirl. I think so many people would watch it. I certainly would. I'd be tuning in every week. Wow. Yeah. And the best part about being The Bachelor is that you get to wear different suits all the time. Wow. They put you in different suits every week. Hmm. That's exciting, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That would be amazing. As I reckon that is something that we should definitely explore, Michael, having you as the next Bachelor. Okay. Because they've got, you know, the next Bachelor at the season, they've got three Bachelors on at the same time. I don't know them, but I don't think it, they'd be as interesting to watch as you. Really? Yeah. I'd love to see that. But I'm Maybe a- we should start a petition to have you as the next Bachelor. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, lovely. We'll see how we go. I'd love that. Let's go. But I do have very um, unorthodox tastes. But that's fine. And I think one thing that, you know, you recently spoke to Abby Chatfield uh, not long ago. I listened to that podcast. Abby has been calling out a long time for diversity on The Bachelor. So to have you, you know, as the leading man on the show, you know, if you have a diverse taste, then they must look for diverse women to come on the show. So you could be solving more issues or more requests than one. Really? Yeah, by being the leading man. I'd love to see that. She she could be all kinds of... The women can be all kinds of um, ethnicities. Yeah, there you go. Even ones of colour. Maybe I should ask Megan Bastetto too on the So Dramatic podcast. She should start talking about it as well. Sounds good. Okay, I might put the uh, ball in motion for you. Thanks. Okay, no worries at all. Thanks, Jackson. No worries. Thank you so much for, for taking your time out of your schedule to be on this podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've enjoyed every minute. You're welcome, brother. Thanks, Michael.